Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Flip This with Steve Londo, the real estate investing podcast that focuses on finding and negotiating with motivated sellers and flipping houses without using banks or private lenders. You must be prepared to ignite. Dirty work, do the deed in the dash. Ditch them. I'll land a hammer that's stuck in a fist and gun position. We run a brand with a structure's the number one commitment. It's all a joke between monk attractions and coffin fitted. So we disappear in the smoke like we're fucking magicians. No hocus pocus, you simple suckers deserve the notice. Top of the morning, my fist to your face is fucking folders. We might be giants standing on little dandy shoulders. You parked as pussy, proverbial pansy panty holders. I Jake snake up, DDT him in mausoleums. Macaw massacres, killing cuts in my coliseum. They all actors, giving top and back of a beam. I fall back if your casting calls are ending in semen. Come on. I'm the foulers, no need for any evaluations. I'm a foulers, Johnson and Jimmy spraying faces. Any cow that is sacred will get defaced. Like any time a murder gets replaced. Face it, the fellows at the top are likely rapists. But you like mellow out, man, just relax. It's really not that complicated. Well, pardon me, I guess I'm just as sane as you explain it. Or maybe sanctifying the sadistic is deranged. This run the juices, murder mayhem, melodic music. Psychotic use it to lose it. Junkies simply abuse it. That's worth the fill up. See my heart and I'm cushion coughing. I probably smell like a pound when they put me in a coffin. The gates of hell, I'm pugnaciously pacing, waiting. I give a fuck if I'm late. Tell Satan, be patient. But I ain't here for do races, I'm just taking vacations. And tell them, fuck them, I never loved them in salutations. What up, though? What's happening? Listening to the Flip This podcast. I'm your host, Steve Londo, joined as always by Mr. Jeremy Burgess. What's up? This is the real estate investing podcast that teaches you how to find and negotiate with motivated sellers to flip houses without using banks or private lenders. I am a full time wholesaler. 
flipping houses in Detroit and the suburbs. Wholesaling, if you're not sure, it's where you go out and find someone that wants or needs to sell their house. <clears throat> and you put it under contract for, say, $30,000. You go out, market it, and find a buyer for that property. You assign your contract to that buyer for, say, 40000 You make that 10000 in between. It's a pretty great way to get into real estate. Low risk, high reward. But, ooh, it's a hustle. It is a hustle. That's Every for sure. day. Every day. So, leads me to the very first part. The best. Deals. Deals. I got some new deals for you, some fresh blood. It's been a couple of weeks since I uh, was able to record. I had a conflict, um, court case, uh, eviction, always fun. So I had I couldn't record it on the last scheduled time, so here we are. Deals this week. I got two new ones. I don't think you've seen either of these two deals. Um, the first one, if you like cheap brick houses, this is a, this is a good deal. This will make you money hand over fist. 6104 Detroit Street in Mount Morris. It's a three-bedroom, one-bath brick ranch. It's about a 1,000 square feet. It's got a full basement, uh, no garage, but um, it really needs minor work, just cosmetics, paint, flooring, um, spruce up the kitchen and the bath a little bit. And this thing will rent for 600 a month and will only cost you 14,000 cash. Is that all? That's it. 14K. You know what? I like my houses like I like my women, cheap and plentiful. <laughs> well, made out of go. brick. <laughs> made out of brick. <laughs> well, uh, then you won't like this next one, but uh, no, that, that, that house is, is really solid. It's in a great location um, or a great price. It's a good location. It's just farther than what most of my deals are in the metro Detroit area. This is more Metro Flint, um, but this is a great rental market. Fourteen thousand that should make you, you know, twenty five percent return uh, annually. So, anyway, six one zero four Detroit in Mount Morris. Again, that's six one zero four Detroit Street in Mount Morris. It's a three bedroom brick ranch. Fourteen thousand. You can get a hold of me at Steve at Steve buys houses fast.com again that's steve at steve buys houses fast.com and you can also if you're not on that list yet you can sign up with your email at 313cashdeals.com that's 313cashdeals with an s.com the next deal sorry is frame but this is a nice cheap house i mean it needs some cosmetic repairs some drywall it needs some sprucing uh, 9942 Ward Street in Detroit. This is a three-bedroom, one-bath frame house with a basement, uh, just under 1,000 square feet, 925 square feet, um, $9,000. Where can you buy a house, three-bedroom, for under 10000 Right here, 313cashdeals.com. Um, these are the cheap deals. Next week, if you got some deeper pockets, then you can, then we can talk about a couple of other deals, but you guys like these cheap deals. Who doesn't like houses that are cheaper than cars, right? In the motor city of all things, man, those, that ward one, if you stack up 10 of those, man, you're that's see, you don't want one ward. You want to go yeah. all in on the wards, yep. snatch this one up, grab you nine more, just like it arbitrage right yep. there if you got the stomach for that kind of thing all right hey no tire kickers no fucking wimps okay this is not for you if you're a wimp but i swear to god i'm not even making this shit up if you like 25 to 35 percent 
return on investment, and you're committed to buying 10 of them, like I set aside 100 to 150 grand, yep. go out there and get you 10 of them, you're going to have a hard time beating that return if you have the stomach for that kind of thing. For sure. And so. it's not for everybody. It's not. So, so don't, don't be crying like, oh, it didn't work <laughs> out for me. It always works out. Numbers yep. is the game. And you don't want to snooze on that one, dude. For sure. Again, that's 9942 Ward, W A R D, in Detroit. It's a three bedroom, one bath frame house for 9,000. You can reach me at Steve at stevebuyshousesfast.com. Is that rupees or dollars? That Jesus. would be cash dollars. Although Bitcoin would be interesting. I yeah, we had a guy last yeah. night at the RDI meeting, right? Steve wants Bitcoin. Send him some Bitcoin, man. I got his card. We're going to be talking. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, and again, if you're not on the list, 313cashdeals.com. And before you go any further, as cool as it is to pitch these deals on the old podcast, right? How bad would you feel if you woke up, heard this podcast, called in, and realized, oh, shit, the deal's been gone for nine days, right? Yes. This we record happened. these in advance. It does suck. So we're not kidding. Go to 313cashdeals.com and never miss a deal. Woo. Uh, that has happened multiple times, by the way. I've gotten people that email me and go, hey, I heard this about this house on your podcast. And sorry, it's gone. Um, on to the next section here. What's working and what's not? So what has been working? And I think I even talked about this same thing last uh, last time, but is these monthly meetings with my team. It's keeping everyone focused and on the same page. Um, it is able to answer strategic questions, um, technical questions. What do I do in this situation? And also lets them see the bigger picture. You know, how much are we spending on marketing? What kind of return is that getting us? What kind of response rate are we getting? So that they can also see their own numbers and know what do I need to do? How many do I need to, how many people do I need to talk to? How many leads do I need to go visit? to make this much money. So with everyone on the same page and rolling in the same direction, it's really starting to gain some traction. I'm very happy about that. Um, and so much so that I am removing myself from the round Robin. Now that only lasted really a month. Um, but I got two contracts last month. I've got one right now and another one probably this week, excuse me, by the end of the week, I have an appointment Friday. So I'm hoping to have four contracts, but it's not leaving enough leads for the other guys. And more importantly, now I'm more comfortable that they're no, they know what they're doing. They're doing a good job. Everybody's um, doing the appointments well. They're getting better at using the system, trusting the process, going through Zoho and using everything. So I'm taking myself out of the round robin. And if you're not sure what round robin is, basically every lead that comes in, one will go to me, the next will go to you know Jeremy or whoever, and then Tim and John and Sally and whatever back around and then it'll start over. So I'm taking myself out. So now in every, instead of getting one of every fifth lead, the people working the leads uh, will get one of every four. So make things a lot better. More leads for them. So they've earned it basically. They've earned it. Good job. Good job. Minions. They have earned it. And I want to, um, I want to keep them hungry and and striving for more. So they're, they're all maximize their opportunity, right? Maximize their opportunity. Exactly that. So, um, so that's, what's working. I guess uh, the round Robin thing that's working. Um, I don't really have anything that's not working. What I'm starting to focus on is what I can do 
in the business, uh, or excuse me, on the business and not in the business. I've been in the business again, doing seller appointments, calling and talking to all the leads, and then going on appointments and doing the whole front end process too. And that takes a lot of time. Even you know, every fifth lead still takes time that I can be doing something else, marketing for more deals, um, dealing with the buyers and trying to get more deals sold and so on. So my uh, average phone call is seven minutes. Yeah. So every time you pick up the phone, you can kiss seven minutes. Goodbye. Yep. Right. Yep. Exactly. It's exactly Seems silly, but it adds up over a day and well, especially sure. over a week, right. Or a month. Yep. That could be hours you spent working on your business and not in your business. Yep. That's exactly it. So I feel good with where the team is at and what they're doing. They're all working hard. Um, I, we have these monthly meetings and we have been able to strategically um, place them in a position that's going to, you know, help. They're going to succeed. I'm put, trying to put them in a, in a place to succeed, um, give them all the tools that they need. And the monthly meetings have really helped with that. So um, I'm stepping out of it. I'm going to let them kind of take the ball and run with it and see how far they can push it and try to just work on generating them more leads so that they have more opportunities to go out. <coughs> So, uh, no funny stories today. Well, I guess it is a little funny. <laughs> so, this is one of the issues with being a wholesaler. You will lose deals. You'll have deals that don't close. You'll have lots of time and effort invested in deals, and they just won't happen. Happens all the time. In my business, there's a 25% uh, attrition rate, basically. Uh, and that's going back three-plus years of data. So, it's it's pretty much set that one quarter of all the deals are not going to close. Well, what really sucks is when they're either the day of closing or within a couple of days of closing or two or three of them right in the same week. Bless you. And we, uh, when they compound like that, it just makes it more difficult and it's more frustrating. You try not to get uh, attached to any one deal, of course, or not get emotionally involved. But when you're literally the day before closing and it blows up, you're like, "Fuck!" Wasn't count that wasn't supposed to be one of the you know the quarter. That was like supposed to be fumbling the on the ninety nine yard line, right? That's exactly, it just it. sucks. That's exactly or having I don't know a twenty five point lead in the Super Bowl and blowing oh, it. Oh, oops! Sorry, oh, Falcons fans. Oh, sorry. That's things. Go there. <laughs> be gentle, sorry Steve. To my Atlanta be hustlers. Gentle. Um. So yeah. So a buyer backed out. Um. It left me with literally two or three days to scramble to try to find a new buyer before my contract expired and the seller was done. And that didn't happen. So the seller walked and someone else locked it up and sold it. And it this sounds like they're having some issues too. I didn't want to get, get into details, but it was, you know, meh, it sucked. It really sucked. We did everything we could on that deal. We did the right thing. She only would give us very minimal time to close. Like we had, uh, to close by the end of the month but here it is a week into the next month and still hasn't closed so you know it is what it is we are we're moving forward but what sucks is it was a really uh it was one of my good buyers or someone i've done business with multiple times and out of nowhere they just backed out so um i had to have to still yet have a new conversation with them about this and find out uh, how we can avoid this in the future because that was super frustrating, but it's not common for them. So you know, you'll get a pass now and again if something goes crazy. It was something uh, uh, unforeseen or something I didn't see in the house. Then 
I get that. This one, I still haven't got to the bottom of to why exactly they backed out other than the neighborhood was bad. They know what the neighborhood is when they made the offer. So yeah. I was a little confused there. But like I said, it's a very good not buyer. Bad. It's not good. It's not good. It's a C minus. Like yeah, it's it's worth investing in. You know, it it's not for the weak of heart. You know, this is back to the other strategy, yeah. right? This is like the brick version of the frame house you had before, right? For yeah. sure. If you got a strong constitution, you can make some money, and it was priced accordingly too. Yeah, it was definitely priced right. Yeah. So it was a nice brick house. Uh, the location was a little suspect, but at the numbers you're talking about, what do you expect? You know, you're paying, I think we had agreed to 13, 14, five for the house. I had it sold for 14, five. You're paying 14, five for a house that doesn't need a ton of work. Um, you, you're going to have to expect some issues and some problems. Like this is why you're getting such a deep discount, yeah. you know, and, as as buyers, so all my people here that are listening that are either want to be buyers, want to be on my list, pay attention. Um, there is there is going to be um, something with every single house I have that's negative or that you don't like or that someone's not, you know, well, they told me not to buy on this street or on that thing. You're buying wholesale properties at extremely deep discounted prices. Um, there's a reason they're discounted, Right. You're not buying a brand new move-in ready house in Royal Oak at seventy to at fifty to seventy percent of what they're worth. No, just not happening. So um, you have to factor those in. But like I said, I adjust for those things in my pricing. Now, granted, I'm not always right. Sometimes I miss something. Sometimes my pricing's off. Sometimes it may not be worth this much to you, but it might be worth two thousand dollars less. Hey, whatever. I'm not hating on that. Just know that. I'm already factoring in all of these issues. That roof that you see that needs to be replaced, it's already in this price. Those windows that are old, it's already in this price. Anything with the house like that, granted, not something that we miss, but because that will happen from time to time, or a sewer line that backs up after we've been there. Okay, well, that's not something. We don't camera check every house. Should we? Well, maybe. I don't have an extra 200 bucks or whatever it costs yeah, to do that, that on man. every that's deal. we have due diligence, right? Yeah. So... You know, but generally speaking, everything repair wise is going to be accounted for. This is also why I don't give repair numbers usually in terms of how much it's going to cost you to fix the house. Cause your price might be this and Joe Blow's price might be 10 times that or 50% of it. You know, you well, never also know. the more, uh, less scrupulous buyers yeah will use your numbers against you well i can't get yeah. it done for that price like yeah. we fucking care yeah, you know? yeah. so I, I don't know that's been more my problem than the other way yeah like, you know i can't get that well you know cry me a river then yeah paint well, carpet i can't yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no no real funny story this week just a, a reality check that you know 25 percent of deals don't close and sometimes the whole 25% for the month happens in the same week, which is what happened to me two weeks ago. So and that sucks, right? That really sucks. Well, let's talk about this because this is really 25%. Mine's a little higher, I think, because I get a lot of a lot more referrals, I think, right? So um, My referrals are definitely the higher of the yeah. attrition rate. Too. Yeah, they, they do tend, they, I think it's probably the same lead source, right? Probate, just more complicated the deal, the more Everything. likely the deal is to close. Yep. Um, how do you set expectations about failure with yourself and your team, right? Because it's one thing to say, hey, by the way, a quarter of the work you do is literally wasted. Yeah. You don't know which quarter yet. 
right? Yep. That's essentially what you're saying. And, and these people need paychecks and they have bills yep. and they have kids. And then you have bills. You have postcards, yep. pay-per-click campaigns, all Staff. the subscription, all that yep. shit, right? Yep. Um, how do you deal with failure and how do you set expectations with your people about failure? Well, basically, what I, I tell everybody there is a 25% attrition rate. So, yeah, I pretty much exactly what you said. One out of every four deals that you get under contract is not going to close. I can't tell you which, you know, which one that's going to be, but you have to account for that in your numbers. When you're running these numbers every month and in the projections that I do in my CRM, I have a forecasting tool and I can actually put in that 25% rate. So it's going to take all of my contracts um, and uh, assign it a value, which we assign each one a value, and then it'll only project 75% of that revenue for the month so that we're not thinking we're going to make X and when it's really only going to be Y. So it kind of gives that little bit of a cushion there too within the system. Um, so your model reflects the reality, right? Like, yeah. Hey, look, you, you're counting, you're counting this money in your head. Yep. Don't do that. We all do look it. at the calculator, but yeah, yeah, but we all still do it. And Hell I, do yeah, it. We do. but it's really hard. And it literally just happened again. We had to lower our, our price um, on the house by 1500 bucks over such a minor detail communication wise, but this is why details matter. So uh, the sales rep had put in the notes and our marketing description uh, rented until March, uh, rented for 700 until March. When I read it, I'm okay. Rent it's rented. Great. Um, it didn't click with me or my buyer, unfortunately, that they were moving out in March. It was just that it was rented in time. I'm assuming that the lease is going to expire in March and we would visit it and either raise it or they'd stay at the same rate or whatever. But it was already very clear, clearly made to us, our team, uh, according to the seller, that the buyer or that the tenant was moving out in March. So the day of, like at the closing is when the buyer comes to me like, look, you're going to need to take up several thousand dollar discount on this because of this. Because I'm thinking he's he's thinking he's buying a tenant occupied home when in reality it's going to be vacant in a month and he's going to have to go in and paint and carpet and all that kind of stuff to get it ready to rent again. So going back and forth with him, he started at like three plus grand of a discount, which is half the assignment fee on this deal. And we settled at fifteen hundred. So it hurt, it sucked, it hurt me, it hurt my sales guy, it hurts the whole team, um, and it hurts the relationship with the buyer in a sense. Now, putting myself in his shoes, I understand it, but that exact snippet was sent to him in our marketing. He saw it. He asked me if it's tenant occupied, and I said, yep, he's got a copy of the lease. They have a tenant info form that they have filled out on these tenant occupied homes. So the seller filled that out and send it back to us, which we forwarded on to them. You would think that somewhere in that asking for that, they would have mentioned, you know, they're moving out again, but whatever. So bottom line is uh, it sucked. It's, it's one of the, you know, pitfalls to watch out for. And it shows why, you know, communication is so important, both in your internal with your team and with your clients, your buyers, your sellers, whatever. So details matter. And that was one that cost us 1500 bucks. Yeah, it happens. Sucks. Though. Yeah. Moving a little too fast sometimes, right? Yep. yep. That's why you take better notes. I've done this before. Yep. That's how you learn. I too. have too. Yeah. yeah, we all have. So you that's why you take better notes and you put very detailed notes in your CRM. Because again, 
you're talking to this person today. If you don't get the contract today and they don't sell it to anybody else immediately and they call back in three months from now or we we follow up with them three months from now or six months from now, you're not going to remember all these little nuances and details that you remember today unless you put them in the notes. Even the act of typing them in the notes helps your memory to remember the, all these things. And then when you go back and you read it, it just refreshes your memory with, oh, yeah, that's right, and then this and then this. So use a CRM, which I we can't preach enough. Whatever CRM you want to use, there's plenty of options. And take notes and make sure you uh, are very detailed in your notes. Don't just put once 35K, send. Joel, I've already, I've already gotten him on that one several times, but, um, but he, you know, he's going to go out and I think he was close to locking that one up actually. But anyway, that was the note. Well, it's 35 K. I you can do better. Go, well, tag him. What about that? I just like 12 questions. How's Blow the roof? The How's the windows? How's this? How's that? What's that? So yeah, he was like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Point taken. Gotcha. <laughs> Um, so that's it. There's no funny story this week. Nothing happy about that. Angry Steve came out quite often the last couple of weeks there. Um, so moving on to the, the last section here, the wholesale tip of the week. Um, this is something that I used to do way more often, but I know the market a lot better. Although I have been out of practice, so I started doing it again, which is what triggered this thought. Um, you're going to an appointment. You have comps, right? You, you're you looking at comps. You need to look and see what has sold recently before you go out so you can make an offer. I mean, you're an educated investor. You're trying to do the right thing, right? You're trying to be good at this, and it's a job. It's a, it's a business, not a hobby, right? So you've got comps. You should be driving those comps before your appointment. And one of the key reasons to that is, let's say Sally Homebuyer, home seller, wants to Use the comp down the street. So, well, one, two, three Main Street sold for 95000 I want 95000 Well, looking at Sally's house and looking at the $95,000 comp, A, you can drive by it and see that neighborhood uh, or, you know, see the house, see the exterior. You can compare apples to apples physically yourself and not just the photos on the comps. But then you can even show them the interior of the house with the comps and say, well, this house has been fully rehabbed. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Your house needs a kitchen. It needs this. It needs that. It helps to justify your offers with the sellers, but it gives you more confidence and knowledge, knowing that knowing the market, seeing a, a an image and a picture on on paper or on your iPad or on your computer of a house on a comp that sold at on Fourth Street doesn't mean when you drive by the house it's there are two different things. Like you really sometimes need to really feel and see um, the difference in neighborhoods. This is why I stress to all my out of area investors, out of state, out of the country, overseas. If you are able to get here, come and visit. Come, come check out our city. Drive around and check out the neighborhoods and see the different things. Because when you see it, it makes a whole lot bigger impression on you. And then those pictures, those flat images, um, those 2D images will make more sense too. Um, but the tip this week after all that rambling is to drive your comps. So before your appointment, you should be getting there early anyway, right? You're not getting there 15 minutes late, right? You're getting to your appointment about 15 minutes early. You're driving the neighborhood. If you're in Detroit proper, you're driving the next three blocks all the way around. You're going up and down the street and you're taking a video you're driving through all the different neighborhoods and you're looking to see what you what you're dealing with. 
Um, in some areas, you might want to do that multiple times, like later in the afternoon, early evening, early in the morning. Generally, there's nobody out early in the morning, but you know, uh, vary your time frames too. But drive, drive the comps. Um, get a feel, especially if you're new. All of this is going to give you more experience and understanding with the market. Um, just check things out, drive. And while you're driving your comps, you can also drive for dollars, which is something that's been coming up more lately too. There's some cool apps um, that we're testing out and we'll see how they work. And if uh, whichever one rises to the top, I'll, I'll send out a recommendation to use. But we've, t- I've got three of them that I'm kind of trying out right now to see how we want to implement that. And while you're driving your comps, you're looking for other vacant houses or rundown houses or houses in the spring or summer with the grasses long. This is the a best uh, practice for the suburbs. In Detroit, I don't do this too much unless it was like a you can wear yourself super out. nice neighborhood. Yeah, yeah you'll be you, a lot of motivation time. in Detroit. Yeah, there's yeah. Just, it's kind of a time waster too because there's so many of them that are bank owned or that are just ghost owned where they're they're literally owned by nobody really. They're just there until they get seized by the city. Um, so this is a great tactic for the suburbs is driving through your neighborhoods. Um, and learning the, learning the comps, driving the comps. So you see, all right, well, that's what a $95,000 house looks like in Westland. This is what a $95,000 house looks like in Farmington or whatever. If you can even find one in Farmington, I'm sure you can. But so drive your comps, know your market. And, um, yeah, that's, that's it. Check things out, drive through and, uh, start driving for dollars. Also the comps thing that explains because sometimes when you're looking you're like I don't understand the house is exactly the same. Yeah. Why did this one sell for 10 grand more and in this competitive of a market? Yeah. Being off by 10 grand on your after repair value or That's as is deal. value that could kill the deal. Mm-hmm. And then you drive by and you go, "Oh, wait a second. This one's living next to the Joneses." Yeah, yeah. Or, "Oh, I see the lot is significantly smaller or that tree or whatever it is," yeah. right? They got the 15 dogs next door. You're like, yeah. oh, shit. Nobody wants to live next to that. Something you can't see on paper on, on the MLS or even on like Google Earth or whatever generally, right? So, yeah. yeah. That's an excellent tip. All right, folks. Did you like this podcast? I know you do. It takes a lot of time out of Steve's day. He's got to write this shit up. He's got to plan it. He's got to pick out the music for you to listen to on the podcast. And you love it. You do. So throw them a bone go rate and review on itunes right now if you're listening to this on my channel make sure you put in i love savage steve or i love flip this podcast or whatever it is that way we know which show you're talking about and it takes it doesn't take very long to do it's one of the only ways we can grow this podcast so it's really important you do it also you don't want any sleepless nights you don't want to miss any deals go to 313cashdeals.com put in your best your best email address, and then pay attention. Never miss a deal. Got a house you're thinking about selling or you're just curious in general? Go to stevebuyshousesfast.com. And if you just want to follow all things Steve's doing, go to clickso, C-L-Y-X-O.com forward slash S Londo. And as we wrap up this podcast, I want to thank you for your attention, man. I know you guys could be doing lots of other things right now, and we really do. Enjoy it and make sure to share this across Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and whatever else you're on because it does help. Until the next podcast, see you.